wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Well, uh, with this uh, podcast being named Queen's Takeover, we err on the side of royalty, so it's only fitting that we start uh, with the results from Tuesday, Super Tuesday 2. And the prince took back over his kingdom after the 60-minute Ironman match last week and a 30-minute brutal battle with Adam Cole. Finn Balor is the new NXT champion, joining Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe as two-time champs. Kayla, he's your boy. I'll turn this over to you first. Go ahead. First of all, um, I will say congratulations to Mr. Finn Balor for becoming the two-time NXT champion. Um, Very well-deserved. I'm glad you finally got some gold around your waist again. Um, And I will say that 1916 DDT off the top rope was awesome. And uh, so, and I do have to admit, it was kind of funny when the face on Finn, when Cole kicked out of the coup de gras, (laughs) and then he turned around and did, uh, what is his, uh, the last shot. Yeah. Finn kicked out of that, and Adam Cole's like, what? What? You know, but um, above all, (laughs) um, very good match. Um, Either way, who would have ever came out on top um, it would have been well worth it. Um, and also I really did like Adam Cole's, the two suite at the end, you know, showing his respect towards, you know, Balor. Right. Um, so before I turn this over to the other two, I'm just going to say it's too sweet to be a Finn Balor fan. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue there. Yeah. It's like those guys have a lot of history and everything. So the respect backstage was like incredible. And uh, like uh, Triple H and Finn said to each other, here we go again. Jolie? Well, I'm very ecstatic that the Prince is the third two-time NXT champion. I'm glad he has something to hold over a um, one, Seth Rollins, because, you know, Seth is only a one-time NXT champion, and he wasn't even the first Universal champion. So I love that fact right there. (laughs) Number two. Did anybody realize that fucking Finn is 39 years old? I just I just heard about that. Yeah, like, I knew you, that. I, I knew Shayna turned 40, but I didn't realize that he's my age. And I'm like, where is this fucking fountain of youth? I want it. Please. For the love <laughs> of fucking Christ. Hell, I'm 42. I need it myself. <laughs> like, like, come on, give me some of the look of you fucking Irish, you fucking wanker. You bloody bastard. Come on, you motherfucker. Give us some of that fucking Irish good look. I mean, again, that 1916 DDT off the top rope was fucking phenomenal. And um, I I just... I'm actually happy that NXT is on Tuesday and AEW is on Wednesday because you actually see from that that there's actually almost a million people alone 
that want to watch it. So it was only like less than 200,000 short. So I think mm-hmm. it, I think NXT could get over to a million. And if that ever happens, I'll bet you money fucking AEW fans would shit their pants because of all the shit that they're spilling out there like right now. It's like, oh my God, NXT's dirt. It's, it, it's the third fucking brand. It's the C team technically, even though their women's division is better. Their tag division is better despite the fact that, you know, they're, they're kind of lacking. But again, some of those teams are kind of stuck where they're at. And there's a rumor that they might be combining the NXT UK and the NXT tag titles once travel is lifted just to um, bring in some more uh, flair to that. But that, that match was absolutely fantastic. I'm looking forward to September 24th when we get the battle of the Scots ladies that was just announced. Oh yeah. Piper Nevin versus Kaylee Ray for the uh, NXT UK women's championship. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm I'm excited to see NXT UK come back. I know I'm segueing to something else, but like, you know, yeah. We're, we're we're talking about like the tag division with Imperium still being in and a part of the NXT tag division and even though they're technically NXT UK. So that's that's kind of uh interesting and um that's basically it. I mean, I'm I'm I've been a Finn fan since he first started. Um I kind of can't wait for when carrying cross comes back because I feel that we might've gotten the Prince now, but we're going to get the fucking demon King soon. And even I, though he just said, even though he just said in a, in a interview that it was kind of becoming a crutch. He's always said that though. He's always said that he's always said that like, you know, that was like a, um, like he needed the, the mythical powers and mystical powers to use that to beat somebody. To, to, to channel the demon but how else are you going to beat one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse because that's basically what carrying cross is oh yeah so again out of the out of the four men that originally started the iron man match um all four were deserving to rehold the title but finn brings eyes mm-hmm Johnny is a spoiled little bitch right now. Tommaso is in transition and looks like fucking um, Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gone fucking dark. And Adam Cole, it was nice to see him actually have a fucking amazing battle without the help of Undisputed Era. And he honestly could have won that match. And... I think that was just absolutely 100% hands down match of the year candidate. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. and to open up the show the way that it did that, that's, um, I thought that would be the main event, but no, it wasn't. And I, I think that like all the matches in between, even that little story with Tegan and, um, the Gargano ways, uh, Candace and Johnny being a dick again. Again. Um, which, okay, this is what I don't get. Everybody knows, especially through his costuming, that Johnny's a Marvel fan. Everybody knows that Tegan is a Captain Marvel fan. Why the fuck would they make those two fight? 
It's not like it's DC versus Marvel. It's Marvel versus Marvel. Get your heads out of your asses, you jackasses. Good Lord. But no. I don't don't think they uh, pay attention to that whenever they're setting up storyline plans. But everybody knows that Johnny Gargano picks his his ring gear or models his ring gear either after Marvel. Um, He has, I don't think he has done DC. He's mainly Marvel and he does Star Wars. He just did Star Wars. Um, so he's very big on that and it, it'd be interesting that, you know, that they would actually start, if they, if they were using their, their head, which is that lump three feet above their asses to create these storylines to put in those little nitpicky things that, you know, keep a little bit of a trueness to the actual, uh, characters and their respective actual who they are. So but yeah, no. I think this this um this this episode was actually a very very nice episode. It was fast moving. I was not wanting for like I need a break for anything. I mean, I was laughing my ass off when you got Mia versus Shotzi or um Aaliyah going after Shotzi and then hits Eo and then Eo runs after the two. That was actually a pretty cool segment. Yeah, um, and that gives us a, a match this week with EO and Shotzi. That's gonna be. I cannot wait for that one. It's just like you know, she goes, "Don't make me hurt you," and then like Shotzi didn't say anything, and I already knew she's in her head, like, "Please hurt me." I like it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's like you mentioned in Shotzi. And I remember her tweet from like yesterday or the day before, like being bringing me bring me Cajun fries and I'll marry you and everything. Dude, I said I'll be there in twenty hours. I I will be there in twenty hours. I swear I will find a way to get down there to bring you Cajun fries for life, Shotzi. I swear to God I will. (laughs) Oh man. All right. So yeah, I was like going into Tuesday thinking that the title match would be the main event, and Bora will be wrong. It was the cage match uh, with Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, was thinking this would possibly go a couple of different ways, but in the end, Rhea Ripley got her revenge, beat Mercedes Martinez, and then things snowballed afterwards for Mercedes Martinez and the Robert Stone brand. But um, so, Jolie, you were just saying it's like the opening match was great, the whole show was great, ended on the End it on a banger? Oh, fuck yes. Rhea, Rhea didn't even let Mar- Mercedes even get set. She came out like a bat out of hell, sort of beating her down. Mercedes already put weapons in the cage. So it's like, I can't wait for this. And then you have all the, um, like the tables, the ladders, or no, there's no ladders. The tables and chairs in there. And that that's that there cage structure is a hell of a lot nicer than the actual main roster raw and smackdown cage because i like how they have the top flattened for them and it doesn't look like it's a pokey and hurting when you try to straddle it or get on it right i think they learned from the uh the the cage pit and like they need to bring that back too they really need to bring that back like oh the five pit Yes, the fight pit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Again, apologies. I was fighting a spider at four o'clock in the morning. 
So, um, yeah, that that match was brutal. You it, again, that match could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. But again, that's something that I really love about both Mercedes and Rhea is that even though they like can can literally destroy anybody if they're when they're put in the ring with them, that they will move each other and push each other and push their opponents to be better and strive better and to like they'll make their opponents look good even though they're whooping those asses. So mm-hmm. I think I really respect that about those two and the fact that Mercedes Martinez is sadly no longer a part of the Robert Stone brand and got a restraining order, which I, I really <laughs> want to know how the hell they got one so fast. And for the record, if that was, was the case, if Robert Stone had those connections, why didn't you send those connections to fucking Lana and Bobby Lashley? And with that fucking storyline, Jesus fucking Christ. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, like I've never seen a um, restraining order pulled together so fast in my life, especially when most courts are actually closed right now due to COVID. So, right. but yeah, no, Mercedes is better off without him. She doesn't need a mouthpiece. If she was to get a mouthpiece, she should get a mouthpiece on, say, oh, I don't know, SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Maybe become a, a Heyman girl? Yeah. Because... Yeah, that that's the only mouthpiece that she could need. Um, if she needed one. Um, I was waiting for some type of tit twist or um trick, but it never came. Mm-hmm. Um I think you and I were talking about it. Uh if um if Rhea lost or something like like we thought that she was gonna go up to Maine to Raw or SmackDown, but I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what they're gonna do with her. Because uh, right now, there's a lot more people going for the title, and it's very interesting, like how eclectic the people are that's going for the title. But we we actually could get some type of um, camaraderie between Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley and. If that's the case, if they need to build up a tag team, that there's that would be a hell of- that that that's that's a uh, dames of destruction right there. Ooh, perfect name to go with it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I have good ideas every now and then, but yeah, no, I I honestly, like I said, that that episode of NXT flowed amazingly. It was a lot of nonstop action. We got to see Bronson Reed. Versus Austin Theory, who's now back. Um, we got to see um, Dream. Uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, but that other guy really nearly kicked his fucking head off, which apparently almost everybody in the Fire Velveteen Dream camp uh, was really excited about. Right. Okay, Kayla. Your thoughts on the main event with the steel cage match? I honestly thought it was very epic. Um, like Jolie said, their steel cage is a whole lot better than what it is on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, Robert Stone tried to help and ends up dying at the top of the steel cage and still hanging out after the match. What a um, 
But um, very good match between both of them. They both dominated it. Um, and my mom happened to be out watching it with me a little bit because she hadn't watched it. And when Rhea was getting ready, I was on the top rope and the table was there. I looked at mom and I said, it's coming. The riptide is coming. And then when she did a riptide right off the top rope into that table and pinned her. And I was like, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but no, as far as Jolie has said, if they ever need a tag team, Mercedes and Rio would definitely be one hell of a domination right there. Um, but hey, if you're listening, make it happen, WWE. Um, <laughs> do something right. Um, but no, that I think the cage match, like you said, we thought the NXT championship was going to be the main event but it wasn't which i think they made a good choice as the cage match as the main event because it kept you on your toes mm-hmm. so um i honestly think that was probably one of the best steel cage matches i've actually seen for a while so oh yeah and it's always it, it's always great with these matches when it's like they always uh competitors want to try to get all the weapons and the toys in the in the cage first uh, before everything gets started, but no, it was it was a banger. They they throw they throw down, they threw down, and it was class. It was it was a classic match. So props to both of those ladies. Okay, so kind of segueing here a little bit. Like I was saying earlier, after the match, it's like, and Jolie alluded to it. Also, it's like Mercedes and Martinez and the Robert Stone brand parted ways. Um. Robert Stone got a, a restraining order out against Mercedes Martinez. Why? I have no idea. And she tore it, uh, tore it up and walked off. So kind of segueing to this topic. Um, on Monday night, we had another small segment with Retribution, but they actually have graphics this time, and we actually heard from them. And so this time it was five of them on TV, and Everyone, including the three of us, were starting to do our little uh, guesses as far as, like, who's who and everything. Some people were actually saying that one of them was Mercedes Martinez. And then you also had the usual suspects, Dominic Dijakovic, and then Mia Yim, and then um, Kayla, you, and, like, some of the people were, like, saying Mojo was there, too. The tall guy, I think he was Dio, but I'm not sure. So it's like... So Kayla, are we are we close to seeing the final group here? Um, hopefully, because um, jump back to where they were in the oh uh, TV truck sound truck that night. Um, mm-hmm. where I had actually pointed it out to you in our group text, saying I don't know why I didn't pick it out before. Uh, my mom kept saying oh, that looks like Baron Corbin, just the way his motions were and stuff. And I said, no, it's not Baron Corbin. And then, you know, it just kept, and I just kept thinking about it. I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And then I went back to that video and I watched the actions, listened to the voice. And that's when I said Mojo. So I believe Mojo Raleigh is actually in this. And then this past Monday, obviously we saw Mia's eyes, couldn't pass it up for nothing. And then you saw Mojo's ass. As far as the other one being Dijakovic, it could be if I could just hear his voice. But, you know, you have the little alien voice or whatever they do to disguise that voice. Um, 
but it's like but it's like even though with the mask and everything it's like a little bit of the facial expression you did get mm-hmm. from him it's like that's him that's him for sure but yep. go ahead but uh definitely i know whatever it may be i've also been thinking about if one of them is mojo i'm still debating your shirt that you said is it going to be with that or is it going to be yours but regardless <laughs> i will not let you down this time buddy i'm gonna get a shirt i don't care um <laughs> but no um hopefully those three are part of retribution whatever they may be because i honestly think if you want to put three of the most athletic people together in a group like that those three would be good mm-hmm. um and then so hopefully it's going to come out soon because if i'm not mistaken they basically committed them to Raw. You have not seen them on SmackDown. Right. So, um, excuse me. So is that a sign that we're going to see them soon? So as far as we obviously, Mojo, Mia, and Dajakovic is three. We need to put our brains together, ladies, and figure out who the other two are. But anyway. Now, everybody, it's time for the Jester's thoughts. Let's see what she has to say. (laughs) Boss Lady spoke. Look, I'll tell you this right now. Mojo didn't have to move. Mojo didn't have to speak. Mojo need to wax those damn eyebrows. That's what gave him the fuck away. (laughs) Those fucking woolly bear caterpillar eyebrows looking like they about to cross the road or something. Like they about to hunker down for winter. Those eyebrows gave him the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Mia's eyes, she didn't have to say anything. It was her eyes. I know her eyes very, mm-hmm. like, because I, she's probably one of my favorite non-title holders uh, in NXT mm-hmm. right now, next to Tegan and um, Dakota. So I, I definitely love anything Mia. Plus, I watch her, her stream on Twitch a lot so i can tell (laughs) when it's her (laughs) i definitely think that it is dijakovic but i couldn't tell because they actually did the smart thing and covered up his nose very well Mm -hmm. because you would actually be able to tell with the way that his nose is shaped now there is theories as to the one woman that was in the group they said one it's mercedes martinez Uh or i couldn't tell the eyes but I thought they kind of looked like Caden Carter's eyes, which again is another great choice for retribution because she is very athletic. She's very amazing. Now mm-hmm. I do believe that the fifth member of at least this group is Dio Madden. And it would make sense that he would want retribution on raw due to mm-hmm. everything that happened to him when he was on raw with Brock Lesnar. Right. So it does make a lot of sense. Um, I honestly can't wait to see how this plays out. I want a retribution shirt regardless. And I feel that the way that they're doing retribution is how they should have done sanity. But, and I know we're going to talk about this soon, but I I think it had more to do with who was insanity than them actually getting over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is coming up. So, Honestly, I, I'm very excited. I still think that if Caden Carter is a part of Retribution, so is Casey Catanzano. Just because of the chick 
walking on the car. And the only person I think that is ballsy and stupid enough to do that is Casey Catanzano because she is an American ninja. Mm-hmm. She, she knows how to do balances on wonky things better than anybody in the ring that I've seen. Um, Hell, just look at her uh, ring entrance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel that she is possibly... I don't think that it's just five. I do think there is a lot more. I think it's a lot of people that are pissed off. I think it's a lot of people that are angry. Now, where they're going with this, I don't know. I'm actually kind of enjoying the ride. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see where it goes. But it would make sense if Mia Yim was a part of this since her bow is... The limitless Kili. Right. So it would make sense that they might call her up too because they kind of dropped the ball with leaving Bianca down too long, I feel, in NXT when she really wasn't doing anything, even though she's not really doing much right now. But my phone's alive. Why'd you wake up, Siri? It's not Siri, it's Bixby. Ah. Or as I call her, suck it! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't... Anyway. I, think, I think that if it is these five, these five are the ringleaders and they lead out different groups. Now, there was speculated that yes, this is strictly going to be a raw event because mm-hmm. apparently they don't want a lot of cross-brand interaction minus okay. minus the um quarterly challenge uh but again it would make sense since both raw and nxt or on the USA Network that it's mainly a lot of NXT people. Um, I know I picked out one guy the first time they were on SmackDown was that new guy that they had just signed. His last name was Ruff. Um, just because of the way he oh. talked. Yeah, Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. I knew he was a part of it. And then... Um, I couldn't pick out anybody else, to be perfectly honest, that first time. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, Chelsea Green, I think, was one of them, and so was Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we're for SmackDown, because rumor has it that Vanessa Bourne is supposed to go to SmackDown. Which, again, would be nice, because I feel that, you know, she kind of wasted away on on, uh, NXT when they, they broke up her and Aaliyah. I feel that, you know, if if the rebranding that's been going on for some of these people, I think she'd be a perfect uh, cohort or partner for some of the rebranding. Yeah. So that's why I think it's mainly strictly sticking with retribution on Raws because of the NXT. But, you know, I, I just want to know why punk wants to play with our fucking emotions. <laughs> It's CM Punk. What do you expect? Stop it, you bastard. Stop it. For the love of fuck, you're really riling up the fanboys. You, right? You, you got the, the, the you got the fan the WWE 
Stan fans, you know, all up in hard-ons for you coming back. And then you got the AEW marks being all pissed that you're going back to WWE that supposedly treated you like shit. And then you got, like, you know, the UFC fanboys, like, well, we thought you were going to come back and fight some more. Weren't you supposed to fight the Green Ranger? Yeah. I'm still waiting for that fight, you pussy. So, so stop just fucking playing with our emotions, dude. Shit or get off the pot. But, you know, if you don't want to come back, could you please ask your wife just to come back for one match? I would really like her to smack the shit out of Bailey. Yes, please. I mean, yeah. if, they, if they do do Evolution 2... Can she please come back for one match? Please? Please, sir? <laughs> Alright, well, speaking of Bailey and speaking of SmackDown, let me kind of sneak these two in real quick. Uh, Friday night, we had a little bit more of a vignette with the revealing of this new person. Um, and, of course, with like it kind of got as far as like the almost to like the waist area, and then, bam, still don't see a face. But we see a lot of blonde hair. Blonde hair was throwing me off a little bit. So, and then of course it's like Bailey comes out, uh, states her reasons why for attacking Sasha. The way she does it with the chair and everything, people were comparing it online to an old uh, promo that Eddie Guerrero did, who's Sasha when Sasha Banks is like her favorite wrestler of all time and everything. And then apparently, I started a uh, comeback watch on. Twitter and apparently Sasha's going to be on the show next week to uh, to talk about everything. I don't know if it's going to be live or whatever, but anyways. So, Jolie, like, what what's your thoughts about what happened on Friday with with both all, all that? All right, we'll start with the vignette since I was kind of alluding to this that I feel that if it if it is Carmella because you have the detectives out there looking at tattoos and. All of those good things. And in all honesty, I think it could be Carmella because she did kind of need a little bit of rebranding ever since leaving um, R-Truth. But again, that make the way that they're, they're, they're making her, it's going to feel like she's more of a heel and there's too many fucking heels mm-hmm. on SmackDown as is. Um, sorry, my mind went somewhere real quick. I was thinking about what... Alexa Bliss did to Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah. The sister Abigail, which was fucking beautiful. I mean, talk about a fucking character, ret- retrograde character right there. Like, she's full-on Harley Quinn in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Okay, so that's out of the way. <laughs> Back to Bailey. You weren't the only one that uh, I saw those comparisons and I felt that comparisons like I remember watching that you know the whole thing with Dominic and Eddie claiming to be the father and all of that I I remember all that I think that was one of my favorite storylines at the time because I was learning wrestling because I wanted to be a wrestler and then Eddie was definitely somebody that you would want to watch and learn from on TV. Mm-hmm. And um, like his mannerisms, his expression, how he went from being Latino heat with China to like, you know, this, this vicious version of himself, you know, willing to throw away years and years of friendship 
because of something. And like, it definitely is a great comparison. Some people say, no, stop saying that Eddie's great. Yeah, Eddie was great. You can't deny that, but you also can't deny the fact that there are some similarities between the two storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, the two best friends breaking up and I did find it interesting that, you know, she kind of brought up like, you know, you always kept me around. You always kept me close. And I kind of got a Becky Lynch vibe off of that. Well, like, you know, you know, I was always like, you know, kept without arms or within arm's reach. You know, I was always there, but not as it was very, very like it was a, probably her best promo to date, especially the whole ding dong. Yeah. Um, so that promo and then what she did after when she's walking up and Nikki was introduced and she just takes Nikki out with a chair. We've got a whole new side of Bailey. And again, I love the fact that I was right. I was right. I called it. I called all right, it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I said that like from day one when they got them back together and there's that little, you saw the spark of jealousy. You saw the little, the little niggles of doubt, the, the little angst in the, in the expressions, the, the longing looks at the titles, everything, everything that was going on. It was like, you knew you, it was so easy to predict Sasha being the one to snap. It was so easy. And you know what? I love the fact that they fucking threw a curveball. I love it. It's about time they did something that was unexpected. And I really wish it happened at SummerSlam. But SummerSlam was the catalyst. You know, SummerSlam is the catalyst for a lot of breakups. Becky and Charlotte. <laughs> um, so it was definitely a... a, a a curveball that everybody thought was going to be a fastball straight down the middle of the plate. And right now, Bailey is hitting out of the park. I wouldn't mind for a good old fashioned, you know, interview from home and Bailey shows up a la, you know, Randy Orton or Triple H, you know, come in and just start beating the crap out of her. And there you see like Ryu in the corner growling and barking, um, you know, laying what laying her out. And so this way, Sasha is quote unquote out for a little while longer. And then I just, I just feel that it's going to pop off at clash of champions. And then we're going to get hell in the cell straight up. You know, it'd be, I think that honestly, that this would be the one time that if Sasha deserved the win in hell in the cell, it would be this time. Amen. So, bring it on mm-hmm. and um i'm interested to see if this is carmella the her new brand because you know again she was completely branded with our truth uh for the longest time and i felt that when they broke those two up it, it was really heartbreaking because i just love the fact that those two together could make me smile and laugh even during the shittiest of days. And our truth just is a national fucking treasure. And I don't care if he wins the 24-7-7-11 European classic May Young <laughs> championship for the thousandth time. Like I him You better stop or else Kayla's gonna go off. 
<laughs> oh, please. When Mojo won it, she was happy. Truth just has a way of brightening up everything. And Alex McCarthy had an interview with him. And apparently they didn't tell Brock that he was going to make jokes because they had to bet to see if our truth could make Brett, Brett, Brock laugh. So, so Brock didn't know what was going to happen in that ring. And when he's, Apparently, like True said, when he did like one thing, he knew he had Brock, and then Brock just lost in the ring. You, that was actually pure Brock during that segment. Oh. So, <laughs> so that was act- that's actually a pretty cool, like a little nugget of truth. So, right, definitely go read that article. I read excerpts of it. It's actually a really good piece by Alex McCarthy. So, I'm plugging him because he's a decent dude. Yeah. Um. Nah. But yes, and but. Carmella for what two three years she was linked with our truth and when she came back she was still doing like little dance breaks just wasn't she needed the rebrand but in all honesty the person that honestly really needed the rebrand as much as I love her and as much as I love the glow dude Naomi needs that rebrand she honestly does like she needs she needs that spark she needs that that when she was with, with Tamina and Sasha back in the day is bad when she had that viciousness, you know, I, we need, we kind of need that back, but it's just like, so wait, are all the faces going to be on fucking raw and all the, it, it, they need a balance and it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, with making people certain ways or shipping them off to raw. Yeah. Thanks, miss. Fuck you, miss. You piece of shit. Oh man! But on the bright side, that does open the door for Sonya to return. So I think that was that was going to come eventually. That they were going to break those two up that way that they can still, you know, do their their side gig, their side um, thing, and not be feuding. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I've seen Sonia looks a little bit more relieved. I don't know if she was going home to Jersey. I just saw pictures on Instagram of her getting, like, you know, getting on a plane somewhere. So hopefully she's doing okay and getting the help that she needs to, you know, recover from this traumatic experience. Right. Uh, All right. So, Kayla. Vignette, Bailey, what you thinking? Um, I am actually really happy with the whole Bailey Hill thing. Um, because I feel like that she's in her high point right now, which is very good. Um, I actually enjoy it. Um, I'm hoping, well, she's coming close to becoming, no, she's coming close to breaking Becky's record um, to the 373 days Becky had it for Raw. Bailey's coming close to breaking that record with the SmackDown title. Um, So... I like how this is going. 
Um, I do have to admit, I kind of wish it was SummerSlam, but the way they kind of did it, they kind of just hacked it, got it down to business or whatever, um, which I'm enjoying it. Um, as far as his debut, if it's Carmella, that's great. Um, she is probably one of the very few that has grown on me here re- uh, recently. Um, and I will say this about the 24-7 title. Um, I do have to admit, our truth does make it fun. He makes it entertaining. And yes, I was very excited when Mojo Raleigh got that. But, (laughs) um, he does, but our truth does make it entertaining. But, oh, I gotta say, by the end of 2020, R-Truth, if you become a 60-time champion, I want you to retire. Because Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just leave the 24-7, 48-11, I-95, 85, whatever you call it, title, television, European title. Um, But no. Either way, for Heel Bailey, even more excited to see where Extreme and hopefully this new thing for Carmella will not go or Carmella or whoever you may be, but we're going with Carmella. But um, whoever it is, hopefully it don't end up being another Emma situation because you remember, what was her name? Emmalina. Right. That failed. That failed, failed epically. And shortly after, it's all about me and she's not even in with WWE no more. So, yeah, hopefully, even if, say it's Carmella, but whoever, if it's Carmella or somebody else, hopefully it does not fail. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Not hopefully, but uh, see how much longer they play out the vignettes before we actually see who this person is. Okay, so uh, back to Raw first. Back to Raw for a minute. Um, On Monday... We had the same matchup again that we've seen like a thousand times already between the Street Profits and Andrade and Angel Garza. Street Profits won. And then we get a surprise with the quarterly brand-to-brand invitational. And the Raw, uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions show up. And so on Monday, there's going to be a Champions versus Champions match between the two. And someone... Someone brought this up on Twitter, and I actually was thinking the same thing. So I wanted to kind of bring it up today and everything. But Kayla, uh, could we possibly be on the verge of unifying the tag titles? Honestly, that's the way it looks like it was going. Um, but honestly, they kind of don't need to do that because, because um, obviously, if you think about it, if they don't, I understand they want to do the quarterly you know, go back from brand, but why, why have to, why, you know, put them together, but, um, I kind of liked how you have your Raw and your SmackDown, because it kind of gives SmackDown people opportunities, your Raw tag team opportunities, 
even though they're hurting on tag teams right now. Um, but I don't think I want to see – I don't want to see the titles going together. The Street Profits pretty much have the Raw titles exciting and fun. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, eh, I don't have a problem with you guys having it. You finally deserved it. I give you that. But I feel like they don't have the spunk like they should. But as far as, you know, combining them together, I hope they don't do that because we had that at one point, and I kind of feel like if you're not allowed to go from brand to brand, mm-hmm. how are you going to get the Raw titles back to SmackDown? How are you going to get the titles back to SmackDown or SmackDown back to Raw? You can't keep bouncing back and forth. Um, That would almost be as bad as trying to put the Universal title and the WWE title together. I think that's all on my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Combining the SmackDown and Raw tag titles would be kind of idiotic right now, but it would also be kind of smart. Now, you were saying, Kayla, you don't know how the the titles would get back and forth. That's actually a very easy fix. They could actually do, you know, well, all right, they could have matches and round robins for the tag division. That's actually something very simple they can do. But it's going to be an interesting match between the Street Profits and Nakamura and Cesaro because they're two totally different styles of fighting. Like, you know, you got more of the catch and classic by Nakamura and Cesaro, and then you got more of the fancy by the Street Profits. So either way, it's going to be interesting. But do I think that they should combine the titles? Not really, because even though they don't have all the the, the tag teams that they want to have, I just have a feeling that they could actually start creating a proper division for both. I mean, it does suck that you have injuries for the New Day and the Usos. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now you've got uh, injuries with um, the Ra- War Ra- Viking Raiders. Um, Ivar, uh, get better yeah. soon. Hope everything uh, works out in your favor. Yes, please. Um I mean, technically, you got the Hurt Business. They could be a tag team. They'll probably go for the gold. I mean, there, there's so much more that they can do with this. And I think that it has been lacking in years when it comes to the tag division. We used to have one of the best tag, like, in my mind, one of the best tag divisions, you know, with the Hardy Boys, Ian, Edge and Christian, um, Shelton Benjamin, and... Um, Oh my God, Charlie Haas as tag Dudley Boys, um, right to censor. I mean, we there, we had tag teams, but just I just feel that you know they've gone away from the tag division. Yeah, which sucks, but I mean, there's only so many tag tag teams like to watch matches. I prefer one-on-ones or I prefer like uh, fatal four-way elimination matches, things of that nature. I'm not into all the hardcore shit. I'm not into um, you know 20-man tag matches <laughs> that, you know, that I've seen on other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's very... It's, I think... 
in all honesty, I, I, I have a feeling that when Vincent Kennedy McMahon finally does step down or relinquish, relinquishes majority of creative power, that the tag division might get a little bit influxed to the better. But again, like right now with COVID, we have a lot of things, you know, shuffling and we don't have the usual suspects or you don't have like a lot of things that's going on. And so we're just going to have to wait and see with what happens. Yeah. So I'm just going to enjoy what happens. I'm going to enjoy the matches. And um, I guess Angel Garza is tired of uh, pulling off his pants. <laughs> around Andrade and uh, Zelina Vega. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. No skin off my nose. I mean, if he really wants to be a true Lothario, or I, I, I feel that he should have actually, you know, worked more with Umberto than anything else instead of being a dick. But, yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles. Right. All right. Well, speaking of her business, boy, did we get a shocker on Monday. I mean, because last few weeks, it's like MVP's been talking to Cedric, trying to get him to join. Cedric says no. They beat him down. Well, it looks like uh, Cedric finally took him up on their offer and is now officially a member of the Hurt Business. And so brings a different dynamic. Like you said, Jolie, they could possibly end up going for tag titles now. But, um, but uh, Kayla, what was your thoughts about that? I had a feeling that it was going to happen. I just didn't know at what point. Um, also, a part of me when I was watching Raw, my first thing was, why, Cedric, why? Because <laughs> I really wanted him and Ricochet to, you know, do the tag titles. Um, I know, me too. But, and then again, Sheldon Benjamin, when he said, if I find out that you're playing us, you're going to get hurt. But a part of me, a part of me kind of hopes this might be a setup, Um, you know, kind of just like get in within the hurt business, trying to split them up or whatever, you know, actually for everybody to dominate through. Um, but if not, then, ugh. I've always liked Cedric, even though when he was with 205 Live, um, is, I guess it's going to be kind of hard for me, because I've always liked Sheldon Benjamin. He was, like, one of the very few, him and Bobby Lashley was probably one of the very few, you know, when you first start watching it back with, like, John Cena and Randy Orton and yeah. Ray. And, you know, I love them to death. But I guess you can say as far as MVP, um, he's okay, too. But I just don't feel like those three should really be in the spotlight like they are right now. You know, I just, maybe Sheldon Benjamin, yeah, maybe Bobby Lashley, because, you know, they kind of do have matches and they deserve, you know, deserve opportunities. But 
MVP. Not too long ago, you were at the Raw reunion, or was it the 25th anniversary, playing poker. Should have known that your butt was going up back in there somehow. You know, and it's just like, it's just, no. So, WWE, if you do anything right, please let this be a setup. Please break up the Hurt Business. But then Sheldon Benjamin's getting more st- um Showtime, but no, 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 <laughs> just no. Give Sheldon oh. Benjamin more TV time without the likes of MVP. Give Bobby Lashley without the likes of MVP. Uh, I don't, I'm confused, but either way, those three <laughs> right now do not need to be on top of where they think they are right now. It's so, so funny. it's so funny because it's like, number one, one, it's like um, that promo that Cedric did that time when Mustafa came back. It's like he was referencing like 2005, 2006 when their careers were relevant. It was funny. It's like I started watching in 2005 around that time and everything. And they were they were on at that time. That's when they were like in their primes and everything. And so it's like 15 years later, <laughs> so like we're back to this again. <laughs> it's crazy. And then also it's like Mia Yim, they keep rejecting her for some reason on Twitter. That's like, uh, you know, when they were in their prime, I admit. I mean, I know my history now. I mean, I know who all the legends and all the history in the matches. But I admit, the first ever Monday Night Raw that I actually watched happened to be Cody Rhodes' debut with Hardcore Holly. And, you know, like then. Sheldon Benjamin was up there because I think him and Cody feuded. They might even teamed up, you know, a couple times. He had Sheldon Benjamin. He had MVP, Bobby Lashley. And then who else was up there? Ted DiBiase Jr. was up there. You know, then you, you know, it's just, you're right. We're basically back to square one. Guys, be like John Cena. Learn from John Cena. Step away. You will... I guarantee you will become a Hall of Famer down the line. <laughs> but just give it time. Okay. Okay. Enough said. Alrighty. But and but overall, of course, we know that one person who is definitely happy about this, and that would be Mrs. Alexander. Excuse me, Mrs. Johnson. Uh, Big Swole. Yes, she's she's been she's been tweeting for weeks about wanting to heal Cedric. But anyways, okay, Jolie. Business is good. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. This is something that, I mean, just like his wife, I've honestly been waiting for um him to 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 jump shark for a while now. And you know, yeah, you get beat down, you get beat down, you get beat down, and you finally like well. Can't beat him. Join him. I like the fact that Sheldon is going to be kind of suspicious of him. And rightfully so. I feel that, you know, honestly, I thought it was going to be Ricochet that, that um swapped. But we'll see what happens from here on out. Now, to go to some of Kayla's comments. I disagree. You know, Sheldon has been around for a while. He's been shuffled. He had some good storylines back in the day. 
but now this is this is some of the more relevant he's been in a long ass time. MVP originally signed up for only small a small amount of matches and appearances. But due to COVID, they restructured his contract and he signed actually a very long term contract because he realized that he can still do this and he enjoys it and it gives his son something to look up to. So I respect that from him. I also like the fact that, you know, a lot of times he'll wear a Black Panther singlet. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley has definitely deserved a title around his waist. I'm glad as, as, as much as I hate the fact that he took it away from my Apollo. Um, I'm glad to see gold around his waist. I'm glad to see that, you know, he no longer has that a uh, hundred pounds soaking wet wart of an ex-wife Lana hanging around his <laughs> neck like a, a, like a crutch as it was for him, you know, <laughs> That woman just can suck the life out of anything that she deems to. And so uh, it's like, I'm just, I'm tired of that bitch. I really fucking am. Quick question though, before you continue. Who is more annoying, Lana or Leo? Leo. <laughs> the almighty Bobby Lashley. Okay, we get it. My man. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like when Leo became a face and was doing his stuff. I mean, but him as the mouthpiece, he he really just rubbed me the wrong way. But Lana, Lana was just annoying for a ton of other reasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, dear AEW, now that you have her husband, get her out of our company. Thank you. <laughs> um, but no. MVP, I think this is something amazing for him. I love that they, you know, they rough, they run rough shot in the uh, Raw Underground, the, the VIP lounge, all this. I, I mean, actually enjoying as much as you know they annoy me sometimes. It is what it is, and the whole Sheldon Benjamin and Mia Yim thing is so fucking hilarious. Because they act like they absolutely hate each other, but they literally, like, she's come out and, like, you know, it's like how much she loves them and how much he's been there for her during a lot of her trying times. They're basically, like, siblings. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just love that. And I, I mean, I just, it, it's funny that you brought up, you know, Ted DiBiase and Cody and when Cody was with Hardcore Holly and then he turned on Hardcore to go team up with uh, Randy and, DiBiase, I just saw something in the news that uh, poor little Ted is uh, going to jail or <laughs> might go to jail for doing some uh, money laundering. <gasps> that didn't teach him anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Shit. Right. I think it was like skimming off the church that he was, the, it was, it was some fucked up thing. It's just like, but part of me is like, well, that makes sense. But yeah, so I just saw that. Um, I just ring when she brought him up. I, I had a chuckle to myself. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's nice to see Sheldon getting the time that he deserves. It's it's nice to see that we actually have, you know, they, they've been hinting at a black stable for a long time, an African American stable for a long time, and. 
that was more heelish than the new day. And this, this is, I, I would honestly love to see Lashley, Alexander and um, Sheldon versus the new days, Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi. I think that would be a fucking fantastic six man tag match. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, oh, but yeah. it's been a while since there's actually been a good, decent heel stable like this one where every person is an intricate part of that, that group, that dynamic. Uh, so I feel like this is, this is what New Day would be if they turned heel. So it's going to be very, very interesting with how they go forward. And again, you know, MVP is not annoying, like, as much. He's slightly annoying. Look, any any manager is going to be annoying. The only manager that I really doesn't really don't think annoys me at all is Paul Heyman. Like I just, whenever he came out, like, that crowd would would chant along and say word for word what he was saying. No matter that he's the heel, no matter that he was a bad guy, he always has commands respect. So. It's going to be a very interesting next couple months, especially getting closer to Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Ay, ay, ay. All right. So, so you kind of you kind of brought it up just now. So I'm gonna segue to this AEW. Mr. Kip Sabian was on the show on Wednesday. He he promo- he promoted this after All Out, or actually during All Out. That he was going to come on the show to say who his best man was for his upcoming wedding with Penelope Ford. And lo and behold, it was Rusev, or I should say Miro now, with a blonde look. And then, of course, first words out of his mouth was a pot shot at WWE. I'm not surprised these days because everything from AEW superstars, or excuse me, wrestlers, always ends up being a pot shot at WWE. But, um, yeah, so another one has defected over there. So, Kayla, what, uh, so what do you think about the fact that he's over there now? The fact, the fact that he's with Kip and Penelope. Mm. He could find some better people to hang out with. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, it might be good for him. Um, maybe he will. He's always been a good wrestler. He's always been, you know, somebody I always enjoyed, even then when he first debuted back in WWE. And he was very annoying um, at first. Because um, I still remember the day that Lana comes out, Yanya, whatever she used to, her music, and she would introduce him. Um, I'm kind of hoping with him maybe over there, away from... um. Lana and everything that went on with that. Um, maybe build him up a little bit better. Maybe find, well, his name ain't Rusev anymore, but basically find that crush that he used to have when he first debuted. Um, mm-hmm. And way I understand, um, pretty much everybody that has made from WWE over AEW they feel, I guess you could say they feel relieved. They feel, you know, a little safe 
um, not say anything bad um, about WWE, obviously, because I'm a fan of both. I love them both. Um, But I'm hoping this will be some, you know, more opportunities for Miro. You know, hopefully he can get that spunk again that he had when he first debuted at WWE. And uh, I don't think I ever said this, but we're on AEW. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Um, What? Congratulations to FTR for becoming the new champs, by the way. Um, But, hey. That um, match could have gone either way. Yeah, I kind of liked, you know, I loved Kenny Omega and Adam Page, you know. But I think it was time for them finally, you know, Still wanted to be best friends, but that didn't go well. But um, as far as I'm going to say this, FTR, I'm still not a fan of you. I was not a fan of you, Revival. But if it's just going to put you in a high point, congratulations on winning those titles. Um, I think now give them to um, Jurassic Express and we'll be just fine. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I hope that, like I said, I hope this is going to be a better opportunity for Miro and, you know, find himself again, dominate like he used to, you know, maybe um, Crush or Elkalade. Is that right? Elkalade, yeah. Was that his oh, finisher? Al- Alkalade. Alkalade, okay. I could. I kept wanting to call it Escalator or Escalade or something like that. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not it. But anyway, that's yeah. That's SUV. Huh? Escalade's an SUV. Oh, yeah, Cadillac Escalade. Oh, okay. I'm shutting up now. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's late for all of us. Ay, ay, ay. Or, Mama Mia. <laughs> right. Ah, Jelly, Jesta, hold your court. It's all yours. All right. I'm going to say this once. Where's the game change? What 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 is so fucking special about all elite wrestling? Yes, I know that WWE takes people from TNA, ROH, New Japan, and other indie companies, but every title holder, pretty much except for the women's title, has been held by ex WWE stars. Yeah, the current ones are yeah. FTR, new tag champs, mm-hmm. first first ones to ever be NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and all elite wrestling tag champs. Wow. Brody Lee, the ripoff Vince McMahon, is now the champion, whatever, the TV champion that Cody Rhodes had. Yep. And your world heavyweight champion was originally Jericho, and now it's Moxley. Two ex-WWE superstars. And now we have Miro, who actually said that he was no longer wrestling, would never say anything bad about WWE, because they gave him a platform to perform. You look like a fat, white version of Shelton Benjamin's golden standard, you dumb fuck. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, dye your hair. You look like you're supposed to be in a fucking gay club. They're calling you fucking Dominic grown up. Like, Jesus. I'm so sick of everybody sucking the dicks of Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega isn't even that fucking good. 
The only thing good about Kenny Omega is his entrances and his costumes, which any gay man can put together for you, by the way. That's the only thing good about Kenny fucking Omega. What's good about the Young Bucks? All they do is fucking kick people and hold their tag partners in place so they can get kicked off the top fucking rope. I saw... And, and all the botches that they do. What What is AEW actually changing? The only thing that Tony Khan did was fucking lie about Matt Hardy's injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, Matt's not hurt. He's perfectly fine. He's healthy. There was no concussion. <clears throat> Ding dong, you dumb fuck. There was. I was waiting for fucking Rebby to throw a fucking shoe at his head. I mean, the woman's Puerto Rican beat his fucking ass. He's a fucking nerd. He put your husband's life, your, your children's father's life at risk by letting him continue. CTE is fucking real. So I'm guessing that's how they're changing the game. The wrestlers can say, oh, I still want to go. I still want to compete. That, that's what you're changing? You put a man's life at risk. And I know that WWE made a small shot at you guys with the whole Jeff Hardy thing this week. So you, they, did, they did fire a shot back at you. Not, not a big shot. Not a subtle shot. They honestly don't give a fuck about you. They live basically rent-free in everybody's head. All the little cucks out there that suckle on the teat that is AEW. Oh, this is the best shit ever. They're wrestlers. They're actually... I'm, I'm sorry. They're, I don't like... I'll watch Combat Zone Wrestling. I'll watch ECW. I watch all the, the stuff. But when it came to the hardcore shit, where they're beating each other, like even when they did it in WWE, I never liked those hardcore blood maths. They, they were just... They set my stomach wrong. That's not why I watch wrestling. That's not what you should be watching wrestling for. If I wanted to watch a fucking snuff film, I would watch a snuff film. I don't want to watch men and women put their bodies on the line like that just to entertain me because that's not entertaining. That's not changing the game. And what's not changing the game is the fact that Tony Khan felt pressured to put the women's match that actually sucked complete and fucking ass, by the way. On to the main show and not pre-show. You should have kept it on pre-show, dude. That match... (laughs) I've seen two squirrels go at it that was a better match than that match. That match sucked. I couldn't even watch it. I started, I'm like, "I, I can't, I can't. You completely, you know, brought down the women's division to such a level that it's going to take years for it to even be at the level of TNA. Not to mention, there's no way in hell you'll ever rank with NXT. And there's no way in hell it'll ever rank with the four horsewomen of the WWE. And there's no way in hell it'll ever rank with the four MMA horsewomen. You're not changing the game. You bring in ex-WWE stars that bitch, moan, and piss about Vince. Yes, Vince is a piece of shit. We know this. We don't watch for Vince. We don't buy the shirts for Vince. We buy it for the, the people that we like. You act like fucking children. You need to grow the fuck up. 
and worry about your fucking company. I don't see TNA taking a lot of pot shots or impacting a lot of pot shots at WWE. I mean, they, they'll do it from time to time, but, you know, Eric Young really hasn't done much. EC3, none of them. You know, it, it's, it sucks when you somebody that you respected, you know, when he says, when people are like, well, why aren't you speaking out? Why are you mad? He says, I'm not going to get mad at them. They gave me a job, and I asked to step away. I asked to go away. I didn't resign the contract. That was on me. He left on his own accord because they were in talks and negotiations for a new contract. And apparently there was one signed. But then everything happened and he he walked it back from what I read. Or maybe it wasn't signed. We don't know. But he left WWE on his own accord. Is that about Mox? No, Miro. Oh. Apparently, before one before COVID happened, and it got to the level that it was, and he was let go in the rounds of firing or furloughed or everything like that, he was supposed to have signed a new contract along with Lana. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't sign a contract. Everybody believed that he did. And the best part of this is that Miro called out a one Dave Meltzer. So now he's going to be working for the company that Dave Meltzer sucks the dick of. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of insulting to the women's division to bring in an outside person, an outside champion. Don't get me wrong. Thunder Rosa is an amazing athlete. She's an amazing wrestler. She's champion. But why did she have to fight Sheeta? Where's Nyla Rose? Where is... Um, I mean, Satlander's hurt, but there's other people that... They didn't have to have the Britt Baker match. Britt Baker's technically... Wasn't she supposed to be next in line for the title opportunity? No, it's Nyla. Oh, it is Nyla now? Okay. Yeah. So. So why wasn't Nyla in the match? Why is it an outside person that now gets a title shot? You're not changing the game. And it's disgusting and it's sickening that you constantly get bombarded for you know, being a WWE fan. I'm not an AEW fan. And I've never been an AEW fan. I never will be an AEW fan just for the sheer fact that they have a level of pettiness that makes Dynasty look humble. And if you don't know what Dynasty is, Wikipedia it. Because, actually, no. What did Heyman say? Google it, bitch. <laughs> because that's a, that show? Mm, love that fucking show back in the day. Whew, those women. Never wanted to fuck with those women, man. They would fucking rip your heads off. But still, it, it, just the, the level of petty is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And again, nobody's realizing that without the WWE, there would be no All Elite Wrestling. So, say thank you. <laughs> 
Court adjourned. All right. So before we wrap things up, wanted to throw in some fan questions. Kind of alluded to this with the last topic and everything, but and actually both of these sets of questions kind of uh, mingled together. So let me kind of read both of these and then I'll get y'all's thoughts on them. So Mr. Handsome Andrew was asking who do what acts or wrestlers um, were only over in one territory or one promotion instead of multiples. And then Wrestling Overtime, who's a very loyal fan. Thank you so much. Shout out to them. Um, kind of has like a, gave me a whole paragraph here. How are the WWE wrestlers that were released on Black Wednesday doing in new promotions? Who is left to debut? And does it make you want to watch the other promotions more? So, like I said, I mean, we kind of, kind of touched on that with the last topic and everything, but Kayla, or you want me to go to Jolie first? No, I was just sitting here thinking. Um, okay. No, it's good. Um, as far, let's see. Yeah, go to the gesture. I think I'm, yeah. <laughs> My brain is not functioning at the moment. Alrighty. Just hit reset. You'll be fine. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reload. So- so, uh, Deanna Perazu uh, is doing mm-hmm. excellent in Impact. Um, EY is doing excellent Impact. Yep, I'm proud of them. I I do feel bad that Deanna Perazu got let go. I feel that she should have stayed, but you know, shit happens, and she's happier where she's at. So, oh. um, but I I bring up EY because sanity. I brought this up earlier. That they, they could get over on NXT. NXT is also a very small loyal crowd. So it was easier for them to get over on that. Eric Young could never get over on main roster. Mm-mm. Killian Dane did for a little bit, but even he went back to NXT and Alexander Wolf couldn't really. So he went to UK. The only one that got over was Nikki Cross. And so oh, yeah, she's it. She, she fucking is. I mean, I, I am kind of tired of, Becky versus Nikki. I would have preferred. Oh my god! I said Becky versus Nikki. Bailey versus Nikki. Um, I would have preferred Naomi because technically Naomi does hold a pin, a clean pinfall over Bailey. So, yep. There is that. But EC3 was never really could get over even in uh, NXT. He was he was okay, but um, you've got your jobbers, and there's no we don't believe in jobbers, Cody Rhodes. Bullshit, motherfucker. You know the the Curtis Hawkins and the oh my god, I can't fucking remember his name. I got kids. He uh he's Slater. Thank you, he's Slater. You know. He, you know, he's uh, still floating out there, but he's a jobber. I mean, Mike Bennett is supposed to or or did fight for the NWA title. I don't know how he did, and I don't know how that match went. Actually, I think 
it's coming up. Okay, so uh, that match hasn't happened yet, but still. So he's going out for a title opportunity. But I, again, I find it so fucking hilarious that anybody that comes from WWE goes right for a title. Deanna Perazu, Eric Young. No, look at everybody in fucking AEW. Uh, so I feel that, you know, some do get over, some don't get over. I feel that Deanna Parazzi is getting way over in impact and props for her. I'm proud of her. She's an amazing athlete. Um, but it's just being Sarah Rowe was let go. She's, she's done wrestling for a little while. Oh yeah. The only wrestling she's doing is with the hunting rifle and being pregnant. Um, let's see, who else got let go? I mean, I haven't even heard what EC3 is doing. Um, oh, he's, a, he's an impact. I, I know, but I mean, I don't see like, you know, I think I used to, I don't know if I follow him anymore or with my new, but I, you know, I don't see much. It's all I saw was Eric, Eric Young versus Tommy Dreamer. I mean, if we want to talk about somebody that got let go and and is doing pretty good, even though he keeps getting his ass kicked by Killian Dane, is Drake Maverick. Um, he's doing pretty good for himself. I mean, that he was let go, he was fired, and he earned his contract. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the likes of uh, Eric Briscoe or Gerald Briscoe, some of the people that have been with the company for. Decades upon decades, and you know, just let go. It's it's kind of sad, but sometimes you can get over in a company. Sometimes you can't. TNA Impact has a loyal fan base. AEW has a loyal fan base. Uh, ROH has a loyal fan base. New Japan has a loyal fan base. WWE has a loyal fan base, but. There are people that can go from company to company and you, they can still get over. Like the Samoa Joe, um, Finn Balor, uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, there, there are people. Moxley is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jericho is one of them. There are people that can, that can cross, cross lines and... Um, and there's some people that can't, like Eric Young and EC3, and it sucks. It sucks for them because they're decent wrestlers. They're good wrestlers. I mean, hell, even back in the day when the Wildcat Wildcat uh, came over, they they tried to form Beer Money for a little time when Robert Rube was still. I mean, nobody. I don't even know where the hell Bobby Bobby Rube is right now. Oh, I, I don't know. Wait, I haven't seen him in weeks. Or heard, from, heard anything about him? I mean, he's still with WWE. He wasn't let go. No, yeah. So you know, it's people are hit or miss, and there's there's certain styles people want to see. There's certain uh, characters that people want to see. Like, I mean, right now, I think one of the most intriguing characters on NXT is Thatcher. Yeah. He, I fucking love it. Like his shit is amazing. You know, him and like how he was breaking down Damian Priest and you know, Damian Priest is somebody when he was um I forget what his uh original name was, but 
he is, I think, more over now than he was as his original character. Yeah. That match between him and Thatcher on Wednesday is going to be great. That's definitely going to be going. I mean, even like the likes of Karrion Cross. I mean, he was definitely over in TNA. Is that where he came from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came from TNA. But even like, you know, John Morrison, who left WWE for years, went to um, Lucha Underground, did TNA or Impact, you know, he comes back and he's automatically over already. Like, you know, there there are some people that can transcend companies. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a feeling that if Matt Hardy came back to the WWE, he could transcend. You know, there's there's certain people that can that can float like that. Yeah. Some people can't. It sucks, but sometimes you should just stick with what you know and not go mm-hmm. with just not go with it. I mean, when AJ was still like, he was like a free agent at the time and he wasn't even signed with the WWE and he still was technically with TNA, but he was allowed to branch out that first time he did the Royal Rumble and the way that that place popped for him. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just balls out. Amazing. Yeah. But all right, boss lady has your brain reset. Do we need to shock it into uh <laughs> Shock it alive with something? Do I have to send you a picture of a penis? Nah, I'm good. Um, oh, she's oh, she looking. She just looked at her phone. She's looking at Finn. Gotcha. Oh God. Um, no, I just had to get some of my thoughts together. Um, as then yeah. as you were um, naming some of the superstars that have actually um, going back to Impact. One is Gallows and Anderson. Um, has definitely go back, and I definitely have to say I do admit Eric Young and EC3 they both kind of fizzled out on um, when they were on the main roster. Um, obviously, when he was with Sanity and NXT, they were on the top of their game. They came up, like we said, the only person that really got pushed out of that is uh, Nikki, and uh, and EC3. I don't know what they're going to do with them because obviously they're already doing what they did on WWE. Like how many times did we see a video of him strut himself in the mirror or, you know, different things like that. So um, hopefully they don't destroy him in impact. Like I said, um, uh, it don't make me watch any of the other brands as far as maybe like impact um, TNA ring of honor or whatever um but i do keep up with them on social media so i could tell you who's where and what um uh let's see here um i don't is there any i don't think there's anybody left that got released that needs to go somewhere is there no well hold on because it's like i got a list here from an article about people who were let go let's see i know kane velasquez was released but i don't see him going to impact or any of that um he actually still i think had a contract with um underground or mlw so but he was also injured so we don't know where that's going okay i'm just trying to sit here and think of everybody because i know drake maverick went to nxt because i know they're saying who hasn't been who has left a debut and i'm trying to sit here and pitcher he slater like you said is a free agent part of impact yeah um 
Gallo and Anderson's over there. EC3's at Impact. Deanna's over there. Yeah. And I see where Tessa went back to Impact. Yeah, I was reading. It was something that I was reading on Twitter. Hang on. Something about she defended the title against somebody here just recent. Yeah. Hang on. Maybe I got my facts straight. Hang on there. I got to find this. I know she had a, a thing coming up. I thought it was like on the independent circuit. Hang on. Let me find that message. Watch, I'm not gonna be able to find the text, but uh, the thing now. Yeah, it's like I was no. Um, I can't find it now. Obviously, I am so sorry, listeners. But I was reading it. Maybe it was. Uh, um, Ky- uh, Ky- Kylie Ray defeats Tessa Blanchard for Warrior Women Wrestling Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. Okay, that's okay. what it was. Okay. Nope. Oh, now I found it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Okay, so I have an article here from around the time that all the releases happened. So some of the people on here, let's see. Kurt Angle, he said he's good no. with it. Uh, Rusev, Miro, yeah, he's uh, AEW now. Mm-hmm. Drake's back with NXT. Gallows and Anderson, Impact. Eric Young, Impact. EC3, Impact. Uh, Hawkins, Impact. Leo, he hasn't signed anywhere, but I've read he's about to do the next season of the challenge, so he's going to be busy for a bit with that. Uh, Slater, yeah, Heath, he's free agent, impact. Uh, Aiden English, he hasn't signed anywhere yet, from what I've, I haven't seen. Any, oh, wow, I forgot about him. Well, he, he also, is, he's got, like, whiskey he's been doing. Um, I mean, there's a possibility that he could go to... AEW, but, you know, he really doesn't need to do anything, to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah. he, does have, he does have his, like, whiskey company, so. Okay. Uh, well, Sarah Logan, we know she's uh, not going to be wrestling for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Mike Kyoto, we know he's at AEW now. Uh, the Colognes, Primo and Epico, yeah, I haven't heard squat about them. The uh, Primo and Epico, uh, Epico, or whatever. I was being a smartass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, Rowan, uh, apparently the spoiler, AW spoiler I heard was wrong, because he's still MIA. Uh, Mike Bennett, uh, his match with Aldis is uh, on Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, let's see. Marine Ryder... Team. Ryder slash Macardona, AEW now. Uh, but, he's technically, no but technically he does not have a long-term contract. It's just temporary. True. Yeah, appearance basis and everything. Uh, no way, Jose. I have no idea where he's at. No Ca- way, Jose. <laughs> Sorry. Cash is Oho. Don't know where he's at. Tino Sabatelli. And then... Curtis Axel. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where any of them are at. Yeah. No, but it's like one of the ones, yeah, yeah, definitely one of the people who's been kind of like thriving uh, on their new um, promotion and everything is Diana Peraza. It's like, she's like absolutely killing it over there. So, props to her. Alright, Caleb, back. 
I let me just I just want to say something about Diana. I think her style of wrestling is a lot more suited for our um for uh, impact. Whereas with she's more ground is she more ground and pound or is she fly flyer? I think she's uh, from what I've seen because I've been trying I've been trying to get a little bit more in the impact and everything it just hasn't really been working but uh, she's more ground and pound. Uh, but with the women in T in NXT right now, there's like maybe two or three that are ground and pound, but the rest are flyers. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the women in Impact are ground and pound, so she's she's more suited there. I mean, there's there are people that are ground and pound in WWE, but it's like she's doing better where she's at. She's happier where she's at. It does it suck? Yes. Does it suck that they had to let people go? Yes, it does suck. It it you you know that if this wasn't going on and these people were released, you sycophantic jackasses wouldn't give a fuck flying or otherwise about any of these people being released. You honestly wouldn't. I mean, maybe Rusev, yes, the Good Brothers. That's it. I think that's the only three that people fucking give a fuck about. Nobody else would give a shit about the people that got released. But because it happened during a pandemic, yeah, I'm just, I'm so fucking sick of these people. Like, I can't wait until they start having to say, uh, well, we can't have a lot of people at Daily Place. Because you know, football season's tomorrow, you know. They're not going to be able to hold their pay-per-view events the way that they want to now. They're going to have to find another place for them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right, Kayla, back to you. Um... I'll just finish up a little here quick. Um, as far, uh, let's see, we covered where people's debuted. Some of them are MIA. Um, to finish this out, as far as the acts that only were good in the one territory, um, like we covered, Sanity was okay, was good in NXT. Um, EC3, I don't even know. What do you would call that? Um, trying to think. Uh, sanity. Uh, I'm going to go as far as say Big Cass and Enzo, wherever they may be, was another that was good in NXT. But once they got to the top, they went, I don't know, whoosh out the window. Well, I, um, I, I, I disagree with that, mainly because they were actually... I've listened, like, they would, people would say verbatim for what, what uh, Enzo was saying. A lot of it had to do with um, the, when they went whoosh, just because Cass's mental issues. Breakdown, yeah. And Enzo being Enzo. So they were over. They were definitely True. over on, on main roster. And they do get followed, you know, unless it's with Joey Janela, who wants to... They, <laughs> Kill Enzo, which... <laughs> Dear Jelly, please. Thank you. <laughs> but still, you know, the only person, like, honestly, and, and Cass actually has come out and said, you know, if 
he has an open invitation to go back to WWE. He does because Vince told him to go get help. Yeah. Okay. So if he ever wanted to come back, he probably could. Because we we could use another big guy like Cass. Cass is a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Enzo's just an annoying little fucking Jersey rat. So. Bada bing, realest guy in the room. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, How you doing my foot up your ass? Oh boy! Look, uh, I'm I'm lived in Philadelphia for ten years. We hate Jersey fuckers like that. They just annoy the fuck out of us. And you live closer to Jersey now. No, I live closer to Southern Jersey. They're 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 a different breed. Ah, Enzo's more Northern Jersey, where they think they're from New York, but they ain't. You know, they're on the cusp. But yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but no, I'm going to butcher okay. this, but it says that he's from ha- ha- Hackensack, New Jersey? Ha- Hackensack, yeah. Hackensack. Yeah. Not even going <laughs> She's like, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Look, I only stay in Jersey when I'm going to be going to New York for cons because it's 10 times cheaper. And then trained, and no one's got to worry about parking, none of that shit. I miss going to New York, ho. Right. <sighs> Man. <sighs> yeah, it'd be nice to actually travel again, but that would be a whole. That would be a whole segment. That would be a whole show on its own talking about that stuff. <laughs> uh. Kayla, do you have any final thoughts on that, or you good? I'm actually all fried out of the brain right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think all three of us are. It's ended up being another long show. (sighs) Hopefully, hopefully one time in the next few weeks, and probably bring it up on group chat and everything, uh, maybe get all of the writers from EDF Wrestling in here. That'd be like a, I think there's like, what, six of us now total? There is one, two, three, four. Well, the Rocco guy is no longer there. Long story. Um, so we would only have to add two more in here, which would be Casey and Scott. So okay, okay. So it's five of us. All right. So yeah, yeah. Get all five of us in here. One one show and everything. Cut it up and everything. We'll see how it goes with that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it'd be quite interesting. Heck, even if you really want to try to throw Paul and Alan in there, get their take on wrestling. I think it'd be interesting too. Hey, Paul, Alan, open invitation, bud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Bye.